the priesthood is active here. And I remember thinking to myself uh, last Sunday and then this morning, just watching everybody worship and the worship team, that everybody's so free. We're free. We're all priests here. I don't have any access to the Lord that you don't have. I need an amen on that. Right? I don't, there's nothing special about me. I don't have something different. I, I don't have some other guy. I got the same guy you got. Amen. And, uh, but you can see how the gifts flow. And I have gifts, you know, that the Lord accesses me to serve this body with. But, you know, just like Jennifer coming up, that's a gift. Um, I will say this, though. It's your birthright to hear the voice of the Lord. All of us, if you're born again, it's your birthright to hear his voice and do what he asks you to do. One of the good things that we have if you struggle hearing his voice, get with somebody who knows how to eat the word. Raise your hand if you know how to eat the word, please. Okay, so if you struggle hearing the voice of the Lord, get with them. And uh, we use scripture to acclimate you spiritually to hear his voice, utilizing scripture. And which basically is, Lord, I know what John 3.16 says, ink on paper, but what are you saying to me right now? We start learning to listen because God is spirit. So we need to be able to hear in the realm of the heart, in the realm of the spirit. Okay, uh, if you're fairly new, I want to welcome you to Grace Church. My name is Steve, and uh, we don't want to train you to just hear messages, but rather to abide in Christ, walk in his ways, and do his works. We want you to live connected to him all day, every day. He's the greatest thing going. Ever since I met him when I was 20 years old, I want to be like him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And then after we, you know, learn to live connected and abide in him, we begin to look like him. That's walking his ways, and then we do his word. We're not just hearers of the word, but we're partnering with him to do the works. Just like Kayla was saying, that uh, the Lord utilized her. He accessed her to speak to that the other lady. Father, thank you for the good word of God. We love you and invite you, Holy Spirit. You're the teacher. So come as you always do with all authority and in reality and truth. In Jesus' name, amen. So we've talked for a while on the centrality of Jesus. And I think one of my favorite things is that uh, I'm going to keep this with me because I might need to change a slide. Here you go, David. Just hold on to that. Don't touch anything. <laughs> uh, I love hearing some of the new people that have that have come. <laughs> you guys thought that was funny. Don't don't be afraid. It's all okay. Matt will fix it if something's wrong. Uh, but you know, the people who come, they say uh, these people are Jesus people. Oh, they love him. They know him. Well, that thrills my heart. He's what it's all about. He's what it's all about. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, from the day that I first met him, and I would say many of you all would share in this testimony uh, since the day that we first met, we've been so in love with you. I wrote a song probably 20 years ago. From the day that we first met, and I wrote it to Jesus, I've been so in love with you with you your grace found me in my ashes and you gave me life brand new religion can't do that for you but the spirit of the living god is personal and relational and loves us even in our stuff amen he loves us in our stuff and loves us through it 
So because we love Jesus so much, we've been talking about wanting to be his disciple and his co-laborer and walk and talk with him. So we spent a long time on knowing his person. It all starts there. And then knowing his works. Why did he actually come? And now we've been talking about knowing his teaching. And uh, so one of the... Thanks, brother. One of the teachings of Jesus is... Uh, that we have access to the Father's kingdom. So this is John eighteen thirty three, in the Common English Bible. Pilate went back to the palace, inside the palace, and he summoned Jesus. And he said, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, Do you say this on your own, or have others told you about me? I love that. Pilate responded, Hey, I'm not a Jew. Your nation chief priest handed you over to me. What have you done? <laughs> Look what he, look what he's guilty of. Verse 36. Jesus said, well, it's my kingdom. The problem is humankind wants to govern themselves and have all control and all power. But I've got a kingdom prophesied in Daniel chapter two that would obliterate man's kingdoms. Remember the big idol, Nebuchadnezzar's dream? That small stone shattered that entire, uh, figure because that small stone is a different kingdom under God's rule. The real hope for America is the government of God. Amen, Amen somebody. Don't ever forget that. Uh, so he said, my kingdom doesn't come from this world. If it did, my guards would fight so that I wouldn't have been arrested by the Jewish leaders. My kingdom is not from here. But could I get a witness? He had followers and he had power and he had authority. And that frightened uh, man-made leaders, man-designated leaders, because he is a king and he is a ruler, but he rules the realm of the human spirit. He rules from the inside. He told the Pharisees, why do you all clean the outside of the, the cup? Don't you know if you clean the inside, the outside naturally becomes clean. So Jesus comes spirit to spirit, heart to heart to invade and then rule us from within. Uh, he goes on to say, my kingdom is not from here. It's not of earthly origin is literally what he's saying. It's a, it's a realm of the spirit. And then uh, he says, so you're a king, Pilate said. And Jesus said, you say rightly that I am a king. I was born and came into the world for this reason. I'm here to testify to the truth. Whoever accepts the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate says, what is truth? Now, in America, we got a real conundrum because people have been deceived to think we determine the truth somehow. You know, whatever Sylvia's truth is, well, that's probably not the same truth for me. Or No, truth is truth. And he came to bear witness to the reality that truth absolutely exists. And the beautiful part, John fourteen six, he said, I am the way and the truth. He was truth personified. Uh, so what is that? Reality. Reality. Aletheia is the Greek word for truth. It means the real reality. And so he came bearing witness that there's something more real than man's natural kingdoms and the natural realm. There's something more real than that. And it's unseen, but it's real. It's the realm of the spirit. Uh, truth is the real reality. And as his disciples, we need to be discipled to the real reality. What am I saying? We need to be discipled to the truth and, and come to terms with it and align with truth, not tell everybody we got our own truth and we're doing what we want. That's, that's a bad, bad idea. 
That won't end well. 1 John 5, 6, if you let Scripture interpret Scripture, says the Spirit is the truth. The Spirit is the truth. And so we had been talking about in accessing the kingdom, what do we do? Well, number one, let's acknowledge the kingdom. We, we acknowledge the Spirit is real. I think we can all bear witness this morning that He's here. He's in us and among us and upon us. So we acknowledge the Spirit. Number two, we receive the Spirit. You won't earn the kingdom. You're going to receive the kingdom. Number three, invest in the kingdom. And that is all of yourself. In other words, commit. You commit to be his disciple. Did you know it says in Psalm 37, 4, to delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. That's not so we can indulge the flesh number one you who who has the command to delight in the lord we do so number one be disciplined i'm going to discipline myself to delight in jesus i'm going to delight in the lord that's my discipline that's our choice now listen i know he can come and knock you off your horse like saul slash paul but i also know you have a promise if you'll seek him you'll find him I love Jeremiah 29, 13. The Lord said that you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart. Again, it's the realm of the inside that we're seeking him with. That's why it's so powerful. That's why human rulers fear him so much. Because politics could never change the outside of a man. They might be able to affect his behavior like do this or else or do this or go to jail. Jesus can change the inside of a human being. Our motives, our desires, it's powerful. And so we discipline ourselves to delight in Him. And then what's the result? We get His his desires. Discipline to delight, to desire. Um, So number four this morning, what do we want to do? We want to embrace the kingdom. We want to embrace the real reality. We're going to acknowledge the kingdom, receive the kingdom, invest in the kingdom, all of ourselves. And then we're going to embrace the kingdom Let's go to 2 Corinthians 13.5. Thank you, Brother David. Thank you so much. 2 Corinthians 13.5, Amplified Classic. Examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you're holding to your faith and showing fruit. Everybody okay? Evaluate yourselves. Examine yourselves. Test yourselves. See whether you're really holding to the faith and bearing fruit. Test and prove yourselves in this. Do you not uh, yourselves realize and know, look at this, thoroughly by an ever-increasing experience, not head knowledge, not theory, reality. What Experience is tied to reality. It really happened. I'm really in it. Not theory. I want you moving from the theory, God loves you. Amen, brother. God loves me. Thank you for saying that too. God is loving me right now. All day, every day. So by experience. Everybody say by experience. Do you not know and realize that Jesus Christ is where? Is in you unless your counterfeits disapproved on trial and rejected. All he's saying is... Test yourselves. Examine yourselves. Are you living the reality that Christ lives in you? Is that your reality? Jesus told Pilate, one of the reasons I came is to bear witness to the truth. 
to real reality. That who has, whoever's of the real reality, the parent reality, which is spirit. How many of you know everything physical here came from the unseen realm? Everything you see, planet Earth, the universe, everything, it came from the unseen realm first. The spirit realm is the parent reality. You're way more spirit than you are earth suit. You're going to shuck the earth suit one day. So let the reality of your life be spirit and truth. So that's what he's saying here. Examine yourselves. Are you living the real reality that Christ is in you? If that's your reality and the lens you're looking through, you'll probably treat people different. Christ lives in us. Everybody say this with me. Christ lives in me. One more time. Christ lives in me. This must be your theological, emotional, relational, spiritual, and psychological reality. (laughs) We are those people. We believe that Jesus Christ actually, not figuratively, but in spirit and in truth, lives inside of us. And that's exactly what Paul believed. Christ in you is the hope of glory the the revelation of the manifest presence of god you know one of the things is kayla was talking about her five-year-old and trying to explain even though she, uh, she can't see him she can see him through kayla she can receive love through zach and kayla that love is of god First John 4, right? Love is not you. You don't conjure that. Love is of God. But the Bible is very clear. So when our children experience love from us, it's Him. And we can tell them, you are experiencing love and knowing God and seeing God through me. I mean, I hope we can say that. Amen. I'm going to say it again. Let this be your theological, emotional, relational, spiritual, and psychological reality. Let the reality of your spirit, soul, and body be that Christ lives in you. Examine yourselves in this. Prove yourselves in this. What does that mean? Like, let there be evidence that Christ lives in you. Uh, I showed you a few weeks ago, John 14, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Jesus said, have all come to make their home in you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, do you think if they really live in you, that that, that could really go largely unnoticed? It shouldn't unless we hide them. What do we hide them behind? Well, we build walls. We have pretenses. We have, you know, fakeness. Protecting ourselves. But love doesn't protect itself. Love is given. Love is vulnerability. Love is let me love you no matter what it costs me. Because this is the real reality. I woke up at 3.10 in the morning, on Wednesday morning, and my spirit man was having a conversation with the Lord. So I woke up into consciousness, because I was asleep, and I woke up to a conversation that was going on. (laughs) Some of you probably think, this guy, he's possessed or something. (laughs) No, the, the spirit, I am possessed by the spirit of the living God. Amen. By the spirit, the Holy Spirit, not some other spirit. But my spirit man, have you know, I have a spirit man. He communes with the Holy Spirit. 
Everybody good? So I woke up and, and I started writing because this is what was going on. And here's what I wrote. Jesus Christ is now my reality. I don't long for the things of this world anymore. I long to love and serve those around me and put Christ on display for everyone to see. That's what I long to do. I want to embrace the reality that the kingdom of heaven and its king are inside. Its whole culture is inside of me. Did you know that when Jesus went around to different towns announcing that the kingdom of heaven was here, he was simply saying, hey, it's okay through the Spirit of God to live like heaven's already here. The kingdom of heaven is accessible. So that means I get to treat you all like I'm going to treat you in heaven. But I'm going to do it now. I'm going to treat you now like I will in heaven. Because the kingdom of heaven is here. Live every day as though heaven's already here. And you know what? It's not fantasy because in the Holy Spirit, I do have the love of my heavenly Father to love you with. Does that make sense? Man, imagine that. If I live every day with you all as though heaven's already here, I got no grudges. Uh, Everything's defeated. (laughs) I'm not keeping score. Why? Because nobody's keeping score in heaven. Right? You don't reckon that somebody comes up, Bill finally makes it to heaven, and he goes to Joe and says, Joe, you remember what you did to me down there? Yeah, he's he's slapping high fives and probably saying, man, I'm so sorry about that. How dumb was that? We got mad about that on earth. You remember that? Anyway, I love it. That means we don't have to create debt one to another. There's no obligation, no debts, no wages. Uh, I don't have to have unforgiveness with anybody. I can love everybody genuinely. And as a church, I don't want us embracing the reality of the kingdom with just an amen. I do like amens, but let's not let that be the only way we respond. Because I'm not here to teach you to amen messages. I'm here to teach you and the rest of us uh, teaching one another to grow in Christ, live connected to Him, look just like Him. Amen. Where's Scott Kinnett? Scott, Scott, he buzzes me the other day. And he's in Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15 about the fragrance. We're the fragrance of the Lord. And he says, are you ready for this? A flesh and blood did not reveal this to him. He said, the best way for us to smell like Jesus is to be with Jesus. And we don't have to wait till heaven to be with Jesus because He sent forth the Spirit of the kingdom of the Son of His love into our hearts. We we have the Holy Spirit. Go back to 2 Corinthians 13.5. Have you proven? Are you testing yourself? Are you examining yourselves that you're bearing the fruit of the Spirit and that you have evidence that Christ lives inside you? Amen. That was a good word, Brother Scott. The best way to look like Jesus is be with Jesus. The best, you want to smell like Jesus? Be with Jesus. You want to love like Jesus? I sure do. Be with Jesus. It all comes out of abiding. Right, Wyatt? I mean, it just comes out of living connected to Him, spending time with Him. 
So as a church, I want us not just to amen that he's our reality. I want us to do something that demonstrates we've embraced the kingdom. And I I got something for you. Ready? Let's love God and love each other. That's what we're going to do to prove it, to demonstrate it. Amen. Well, I got a little note there. No idea what it says. Looks like my propane, but that can't be right. (laughs) It is in my handwriting. But I get to treat you like I'm going to treat you in heaven. Oh, yeah, here it is. If we choose, you know, I want, I want to have evidence that he's my reality. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to intentionally, purposefully, genuinely love you and love him. I'm going to do it. I'm absolutely going to participate with it. And guess what happens now? The culture of the kingdom becomes our culture and not the culture of the world. Because the world has all this fear and, you know, you got to self-protect. you got to defend yourself, right? i got rights, everybody, and i got to defend my rightness. And i got to out-argue the pagans. <laughs> no, uh, let's treat them like we will when we're in heaven and let His kingdom become our culture at Grace Church. That we really love each other. And you know what? If one day we're just so enamored loving each other that the clock goes off on greeting time. Sounds like a great day at church to me. What'd you do today? Well, we loved each other for 30 minutes. I mean, we exhorted each other. We loved one another. You guys ever heard of one anothering? It's like in the Bible a hundred something times. (laughs) Greet one another. Love one another. Forgive one another, exhort one another, encourage one another. Outdo one another in honor. Romans chapter 12, verse 9 and 10 says, Let your love be sincere, not fake. The world teaches us to fake everything. And I know because we get out there and we get scared. It's okay to be vulnerable. He, let me say, you belong to him. He has you. Well, something bad might happen. Yep. It's true. <laughs> but it's okay because He's got you. There's more to this life than living life on this planet. Amen. Dallas Willard said, In America, we've modeled, Yeah, I love Jesus, but I don't do what He says. <laughs> Which translated means, I love Jesus because do you know what he did for us? Do you know what he did for me? Oh, my goodness. I love Jesus for that, but I don't do what he says. Uh, that's not good enough. What we want to do is he brought you near and he saved you so he could be Lord of your life. And he could guide you and tell you what to do. Because you lording you is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. So what are you saying, Brother Steve? It sounds like you're saying you really want to intentionally love God and love people. I mean, you're going to do it. And you use that word do. I did use the word do, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, though, through His resources and through His supply and His name. I'm going to do it. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do in word or in deed, and the word whatever is P-A-S. It means everything. Everything you do in word and in deed, that covers everything. Do it all in His name. 
in his stead on his behalf and from his resources. So I'm going to do it. And I'm okay with it because and if you need to write this down to help you, please do. Grace is not opposed to works. Grace is opposed to an attitude of earning and deservedness. Yeah, I'm never going to do something and feel like God owes me something for it. I don't want to get what I deserve. But grace isn't opposed to works. It's opposed to an earning attitude or even worse, an independent mindset. So when I'm venturing to love God, I'm venturing to love you with all genuineness. I'm going to do it from Him as my source. I will not do it independent of Him. And then when I'm gone off of this planet, for anyone to say at my funeral that when I saw Steve, I saw him, Jesus. That would be the greatest compliment I could ever get. James says faith without works isn't faith. (laughs) Faith without works isn't real faith. So what better way to demonstrate our faith is real than by loving God and loving each other? It's in the Bible. Amen? So let me show you a few few scriptures, a little Bible drill here. Jesus said this, John 13, 34, A new command I give you, that you love each other just like I love you, that you also will love one another, because by this everybody even knows you're my disciples when you love each other. Amen. Jesus believed in that. Love God, love each other. Romans 13, 8. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for he who loves has fulfilled the, the law. We, when we come in, we don't owe each other anything except to love one another. When he said, don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't steal, don't lie on people, don't covet their stuff, all of it's summed up in loving your neighbor as yourself. What does he mean by that? Because if you... If you take your neighbor's wife or you covet your neighbor's wife, you're not loving them. And you're sure not trusting God to supply you your own. Everything in the law violates the do nots, violates love, and it violates trusting God. Okay, love for God and love for people is all summed up in the law right there. We don't, uh, we don't lie about people because that's not loving them well. Remember when he told me, he said, Steve, you've got idols in your life. I want you to lay some of these worldly things down. I'm not saying they're evil, Steve, but they do block your expression, uh, my expression through you. He said, because holiness isn't you not doing something evil. Holiness is you exuding my character. And so that's what I want to do. When I'm, when I'm with Jaretta, I want to love Jaretta well. And when, I, when I'm with Sylvia, I want to love her from a pure heart. Does that make sense? I'm not not trying to do something. I am engaged with the love of God. Why? Because I want my faith to have evidence that I am indwelt by Christ himself and that my life is no longer mine. It's no longer Steve that lives. Steve's unoffendable now. Don't try me. I am in process. <laughs> Did we get through that? Okay, and then number 10, look at this. Love does no harm. Underline that. Love doesn't harm. Therefore, love's fulfillment of the law. 
doesn't mean we don't speak the truth in love. Don't let the world tell you that concealing truth, it, while it's true, you don't have the right to cram the truth down somebody's throat. That's true. You don't have the right to conceal the truth from somebody either. It's up to them to receive it or reject it. It's not your right to hide truth from them. Jesus never concealed the truth as an excuse that he loved people. He told them the truth because he loved them. Next one, 1 Corinthians 13. You guys know this one. Though I go to church... Though I pray all the prayers, I worship all, I sing all the songs. If I have not love, I am annoying. (laughs) Sounding brass, tinkling cymbal. We've all met them. We've all met these people. And though I have the gift of prophecy and I got mysteries and knowledge. Look at this. I've got all faith. I could move mountains, people. If I have not love, nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, I give my own body to be burned as a sacrifice. But I do it not with love. It profits me nothing. Look at this. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't envy. How about that? Love doesn't parade itself around. Love's not puffed up. Pride. Love does not behave rudely. How about this one? Love never demands its own way. Ooh, Nelly. Love's not provoked, thinks no evil of others, doesn't rejoice in iniquity, rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Sounds just like us, amen? (laughs) Then we've got some growing to do. We grow a little bit in that. That's so good. Love never demands its own way. I really encourage you to write this down. I don't have it on the screen for you. Listen to me. Love is from God's Spirit. Remember, love is of God, 1 John chapter 4. Love is not from you. So love is from God's Spirit within you, truly. Everybody say truly. Truly willing, desiring, and doing good for another. Even at cost to your own well-being. That's love. Love is from God's Spirit within us. Truly willing, desiring, and doing good for another. Even at the cost to one's own self. Look at this. First Peter 4, 8. Above all things, have fervent love for each other. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love one another. How do we do it? Well, connect with each other. Get involved in each other's lives. And I know we can't, everybody can't connect with everybody. But whether it's a discovery group or M28 or it's a worship night or it's a fellowship time, Love one another genuinely. For by this genuine, sincere love, people will know you walk with Jesus. Look at this next one, Galatians 5.13. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only don't use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love. And that word means by. From love, by love, serve one another. I'm given to it. I can't go back. And give into it. 
even if it costs me something. I had a phone call yesterday. My brother needed something. I thought, hmm, well, I'm already on my way home. And I remembered love would do it. Even if it cost me to drive back over there, it cost me time, whatever, I'm going to do it. And I did it. And it was great. So love authentically is love is genuine. Love is real. Why? Because God is real. God is the real reality. He is my reality. He is our reality. So I will and I desire and I do good for others intentionally and purposefully. Even if it costs me something. Everybody tracking with me? All right, what about prayer? All right, listen, prayer is from God's Spirit in you, truly willing, desiring, and doing good for somebody else, even if it costs you something. Church attendance is you, willing, good for other people. Witnessing is you, willing, good from the heart in realness, even if it costs you something. Why? Because all of it needs to be done in love. If it's not done in love, it's annoying. Look at this one, Galatians 5, 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. The Amplified says, faith finds its expression through love. Faith finds expression through love. If you're going to activate the priesthood within Grace Church, then love comes to the forefront. Well, you don't understand. I want to be a great teacher. I want to have a class. I want to do this. How about we love each other? And then out of that, <laughs> well, when do I get the mic? <laughs> you know, I want to be on the worship team. I want... Love. Faith finds expression through love. And when I woke up at 3.10 in the morning, he was saying, Steve, I want there to be evidence that you really have faith in me and that I'm your reality that you live and look through every day. I'm the reality you look through and I want there to be evidence. And how about let the evidence be that you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and you love one another. Love the people I put in front of you. Matthew 22, 36. Teacher, what's the great command of the law? Jesus said, well, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and all your mind. With all your being this is the first great command and then the second one is just like it love your neighbor as you love yourself because it's written in first john if you say you love god but you don't love anybody in human form you're a liar thank god i didn't say it john did (laughs) even though you're unoffendable we've already covered that John said it. You, you can say all day long. Churches are filled with people that love Jesus. I love, who wouldn't love Jesus? He's very lovable. It's people that are the challenge. But, but I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to do it for my resources. And I'm not going to do it on my behalf. Because then if I don't get the desired result, I'll be mad about it. But I'm going to love him on his behalf and through his resources. Okay. Oh, yeah, I knew there was one more. Look at this, guys, you you, uh, Bible scholars. 
This is faith. So this is what we do when we eat the Word. This is right off the Bible Hub app. If you don't have the Bible Hub app, get it. You can start studying uh, the Greek, the Hebrew, things like that. I mean, not the languages, but the word meanings when we, when we read Scripture. So this is the word faith, pistis in the Greek. It means faithfulness, belief, trust, confidence, fidelity. Fidelity. What is faith? Fidelity. To who? God. <laughs> No other, no other gods, no other loves, no other idols. Faith is fidelity. I want there to be evidence that I am loyal to Christ. Amen. He's, he's challenging us to grow us. Live connected to Him. Spend time with Him. Start looking like Him. Know Him. Show him and then start sowing him into other people. So the word pistis here, persuasion. Look at the little caption, very last paragraph. Faith is always a gift from God. Amen. That means you don't have to work it up yourself. Those of you who came in here today, man, I'm just trying to get enough faith. Well, we don't need to see your faith. We need to see his faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans ten seventeen. The word of God, when he speaks to you, Jesus said, I'm here, right? Whoever's of the truth, hears my voice. That, that word, when he whispers to your spirit, has faith in it. Amen. Faith comes by hearing God. And when you hear him, faith is in birth in you. To do what? To execute what he asked you to do. Yeah. Woo. Faith is never something produced by people. In short, faith for the believer is God's divine persuasion. He whispers to you. He speaks to you. He conveys His love to you. And He wins you over to choose His choices, to walk in His way. Now, He won't override your free will. And you want to do something dumb, you can, you can be dumb. Unfortunately, who said that? <laughs> Unfortunately, we can. That's right, Mary. We can be dumb. Sheep are dumb. And all of us, like sheep, have gone astray and done what? Chosen our, our own way. But when you're hearing His voice, that's why abiding is so important. We've got to get you connected to the vine, man. It's not about church or religion or those things. The church serves the purpose of connecting you to the shepherd, connecting you to the vine. So you can hear His voice, and then He can in birth faith. He'll divinely persuade you to choose His choices. And then it says it's confidence on the human side of it. He gives you confidence. And then the last sentence, the Lord continuously births faith in the yielded believer. What kind of believer? Yielded. Not the one working your head off to please Jesus. You're already pleasing to Him. He's accepted you. Truth of the matter is, He's presented you to Himself. Holy and beloved, He did the presenting. What was required, He supplied. I love this. So He bursts faith in the yielded believer, the one who's humble, the one who's listening. So they can know what he prefers and chooses choices. And then, then the word belief. You can't say, well, I believe, I believe in Jesus. Well, here's what it means to have faith. It's rooted in the word pistis there. Okay. It's also rooted in the word persuade or be persuaded. This would be like, um, okay. The first one, faith. I gave you that Romans 10, 17. If you click the word faith for the Greek, that's what you're going to see. 
All right, this one, John 6, 29, they said, Jesus, what's the work we must do? What do you require? And he said, believe on me. So the word believe, though, look what it says, is to have uh, have confidence used of persuading oneself, human believing, and with the sacred significance of being persuaded by the Lord. Only the context indicates uh, pistuo, believe, is self-serving with sacred meaning or the believing that leads to or proceeds from God's inbirthing of faith. Believing that leads to and proceeds from God's inbirthing of faith. I just say all that to say we're not trying to get you to ratchet up your faith and try and believe. If you'll wait on the Lord, you can hear His voice. And the word that comes to you, rhema word, is a relational word. It'll bring faith with it and empower you to carry out what he asks you to do. Amen. Does that make sense to you? All right, let's stand together. Matt, you guys can come. Thank you, brother. You're a good man. Yeah, you get a hundredfold iPad blessing for that. <laughs> I can't make manifest I can't make Jesus manifest in your life. Now if, because he said if you seek me you'll find me. And I don't want you to be like Paul and get knocked off your horse cuz he can do that. But you do have some promises. Let me find them here. Yeah. Seek me and find me when you look for me with your whole heart. Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I'll answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Luke eleven ten, everyone who asks receives, Jesus said. He who seeks finds. To him who knocks it will be open. He cannot lie. Seek him and he will show up. He will manifest himself to you. Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be filled. James 4, 6, but he gives more grace. You guys didn't know, but God gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace. His empowering presence comes to the humble. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning, you'd say, Brother Steve, I want to know this one you speak of. I want to know Christ the King. Christ the King, who by the Spirit, wants to lead me, lord me, and love me. If that's you and you say, Brother Steve, I want to know him, would you slip your hand up and say, that's me. I want to receive Christ into my heart. And what I mean by this is you want to be born again. Anybody, I want to be born again. If you're here as a believer and you'd say, Steve, I want to live a new reality. I want to live the reality of Christ, his spirit, his kingship, his presence. I want to acknowledge him, receive of him, uh, commit to him, and then embrace him as my reality. If that's you, I want to pray for you this morning. Just lift your hand up. Thank you, brother. Anybody else? Thank you. Amen. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we welcome the real reality of the Holy Spirit. Spirit and truth. And Lord, that as we examine ourselves, we're able to say, Christ 
lives in through me. Touch each one, Lord, with supernatural blessing and power that only you can grace them with. Only you can do it. But Lord, we say to you,